0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Well, good evening, and welcome to Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights, and it's a roundtable discussion, but tonight it will be my husband and I as roundtable. We have something very different going on, and this was suggested by someone we know dearly, and we decided because of the sleet and snow outside, we would take advantage of the situation. And I am Patricia Xavier, and I co-pastor with my husband, Pastor Vincent Xavier, at New Wine Ministry. And Pastor Vincent Xavier and I will be reading and discussing from my book called Deliverance The Christian Bill of Rights. We are present with notable Uh, people and speakers who are well studied on the subject and will be expressing their views if they call in. So let's begin. And I'm going to begin by reading from my book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights. Now, through the time in which we have been studying this book that I have written, we also have come to almost the very last chapter of the book. And I will be reading from that last chapter because we have been moving in that direction all along. And strangely enough, the last chapter is number seven, the perfect number, isn't it? And the subject matter is staying free and retaining your deliverance. Now, the reason there will be a retaining of deliverance is because previously from my book, we went through the various means in which one would be delivered. Now that that individual, whether it's you or a family member or a friend will be delivered, there will have to be a maintaining of that deliverance. And so retaining your deliverance is something very necessary in staying free after someone has been divinely delivered from bondage. So here I go, and I'm gonna be reading from my book. Once a person has been set free, it is important to keep in mind the following 11 points for retaining the deliverance. First, you must watch for any negative thoughts. This is not only true for everyday living, but it is something that is necessary for a true believer. You must become like a watchman standing in a watchtower, constantly watching for the attack of the enemy. We are our own watchmen, through the Holy Spirit, of course. And we have to be watching carefully and consistently for the attack of the enemy. Does this make life difficult? In the beginning, warfare is difficult. However, once we learn how to maintain our freedom It will be natural for us. Natural in a higher dimension, of course, and by that I mean in the spirit. In this case, however, you will not be in a watchtower within a walled city as a watchman for the attack of the enemy, but in the watchtower of your mind. And you see, body of Christ, your mind is what needs to be protected from all accusations from the enemy and deception which is spoken through the mind by the enemy of your soul. Through redemption, you have been given the helmet of salvation as part of your armor. Now you have to put that helmet on if you want to be a true warrior and maintain your new freedom.
2: And the armor
1: is placed over the mind. And Satan will attack your mind and emotions within the soul realm. Now, why do I say the soul realm and not the mind realm? Because the soul is that area of your being which contains the information of your mind, how you think, what kind of person you are. Exactly what your experiences have been through the ages and also from the very beginning of your birth because of bloodline curses and familiar spirits. Well, is that true that one would have that at birth? Yes, it will be true. But it was already explained in the beginning of my book in which if you are interested in ordering, you can write me as Patricia Joy xavier at gmail.com and tell me who you are, your address, and we will discuss it. But for now, we'll stay at that last paragraph and continue on. The armor is placed over the mind, and Satan will attack your mind, and through attacking your mind, your emotions also within the soul realm, as I said earlier, because that's where all the action stays in the emotions, and the emotions are in the soul realm also. In other words, who you are, who you are, how you think, and how you've been with information from the very beginning of your birth so that his devils, now where am I here? Satan, okay, Satan and his devils may rule over your thoughts and build up strongholds by inviting other demonic entities in. And that's how it's done. And that's what a stronghold is. And when you have negative thoughts, not good. Not good at all. Not any part of your day. Not any part of your year. Understand that they are coming from the enemy. And this is where warfare is involved. And the way to combat these negative thoughts is with the Holy Scriptures. Now, if anybody has a question that is listening regarding what you just heard, you can call me. And that would be at Pastor Vincent.
3: You can call Patricia right now into the broadcast at 818-369-0326. If you have any questions, any comments about what you're going to hear tonight, Uh, In the book, we're going to take it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and questions or comments online, 818-369-0326, and many of you are already uh, called in, but if you want to ask a question, make sure to press 1 on your dial pad. Also, on Facebook, you can uh, bring your chat. If you you could write your question out, we'll answer it from here as well. So welcome to the broadcast. This is what you've asked for. And, Patricia, you're on a roll. Let's
1: keep on rolling. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. You heard what was said? Pretty much. Okay. Is there anything that you thought of or questioned when you were listening?
3: Well, uh, to be honest with you, I was doing more of this labor work over (laughs) here. But um, we can certainly go back. And and where were you at right here in this first part here?
1: No, this paragraph is what I just finished reading. Okay. And I would like some input.
3: Well, what do I like about it? Number one, chapter seven, staying free. I think um, one of the most profound scriptures is when somebody has experienced liberty in deliverance or freedom. uh, Jesus warned about demons coming back. So you want to make sure that your house is filled up and you want to make sure that, you know, you're keeping yourself clean so that you can stay in the realm of deliverance. And that means to guard your thoughts, to guard your emotions. The heart is called the seat of the emotions. And uh, you have rightly divided in the word of God, the spirit, soul, and body. So I I absolutely yearn like so many others for this liberty. We have found it now staying free. Um, These are the steps of doing so, which we praise God for. And don't
1: forget, if you have any questions at all about what I just spoke up in the paragraph of my book, Staying Free, please call. Give your viewpoint. This is the way we grow and learn. And so in continuing, I'll go into the next paragraph, and thank you for that. And you can read along with me.
3: Okay, so we're right here?
1: Yes. All right.
3: So, for example, you might have a financial problem. You cannot pay your bills and the creditors are calling. Man, we've all had those problems before. (laughs) Okay. Um, Satan then comes in like a flood with the reinforcement of fear, and fear will then attract anxiety, worry, and concern. And Patricia, isn't it interesting that this is how the enemy actually intellectually performs his work against somebody that's making their way out of darkness into light, out of bondage into freedom, that these are like his attempts to bring them back, and they're so cheap. And all you have to do is something like this, and the example is do what? And according to your book, you say here that the stronghold begins to grow. You, the watchman, need to be awake and aware of the attack upon yourself. You do not want to be caught sleeping and unaware with a false
1: sense of security. You draw out your sword as a soldier. Now, what I want to mention and what you had just read in that paragraph is, yes, the enemy will attack and he will attract the anxiety, worry, and concern and it'll grow. Now, he knows you and he's been with you as a familiar spirit since you've been a child. Everyone would have that and this is part of what we've learned through the study of the soul realm. Now, with that, We must remember that fear will attract anxiety, worry, and concern. But what we have to remember always, body of Christ, he did not give us a spirit of fear. If you have been born born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, you must know that he did not give you a spirit of fear. But what did he give us, Pastor?
3: Power, love, and a sound mind.
1: Power by the Holy Spirit, love, and a sound mind, that experience is now yours. But why does fear have so much control over much in many Christians? I don't understand it, and that's why I had to write the book. I had to find out what the problem truly was. Why an open door to fear? When he gave his word to us and promised, you will not have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So your mind is sound. It has been given to you by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, to be sound. And the word of God, of course, helps it to be sound. So there is never a reason to fear. But what do you do when you feel it rising up in your heart because the enemy of fear is attacking you? Well, what you do is you take hold of that scripture, and that's the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And you take out your sword, and you begin to fight that spirit of fear with his word, which is much greater in power than anything this power of fear in the evil spirit could possibly have. And it'll knock it right out. That demon will run. Does it mean he won't come back to try you again? Yes, he will. Especially if he got a foothold in through fear to bring you into a deeper place of anxiety and worry and concern. And that's exactly what he wants to do. So when you... Feel that spirit rising up in you, in the soul realm. You take out the sword, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and you attack him with it. And he'll run for the hills. And he'll watch for a while to see how long you're going to maintain your peace. So this is part of what is being taught and has been have been taught since we began reading the, this word uh, about fear, but also it shows you that it's a new way of attacking the most demonic, the most demonic enemy, and that is fear. So you draw your sword as a soldier because we are of the army of God. Are we not?
3: Amen. We certainly are. As a soldier in combat, and in the army of the Lord. So that sword, which by the way, Callie just wrote in, uh, yes, keeping in the word is so important. And because this word is the sword, that sword is the word of God. You attack with the word of God using a scripture that benefits or befits the problem. An appropriate scripture would be Philippians 4.19, and my God shall provide all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, that shows up at the same time the enemy is trying to put fear, worry, anxiety about the bill collectors knocking at the door, or ringing the phone. <laughs> so that is an apropos verse to combat that in the spirit and actually affect change here on the earth, right?
1: Oh, yeah. And he does attack the individuals that are very fearful about their financial situation, especially if they find that they're not gaining the ability to keep themselves above Uh, water or above board with what's going on in their life what do we do Mm -hmm. we take out the sword again the word of god and thank you kelly you were right on and i know because we think alike and the spirit of god is moving in that direction trying to get the body of christ to think in the same way with the same judgment and the same understanding so what we do is we provide the word of God as the sword, we bring it forth, and Satan's demons run over the hill.
3: Amen. Amen. Patricia, you have a call coming in. Are you ready to take that call? Yes. All right. You want to put the headphones on? Just on the back? You want okay, me to handle good. the headphones? Yes. Would you do that? All right. So let's bring this over here. We're going to take a call. This is into
1: us, bodies. So yeah, the way we're
3: doing it's a little with us. Yeah, they are. They're so good. All right, so we have a call, but you need to hear the call, Patricia, really. So you take one of these little guys, and I'll take one of these little guys. And uh, I think what we have on the air is area code 479. It looks like Pastor Ken or Peggy Wagner are calling into the broadcast today. Good evening. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. You have a question or comment for Patricia.
4: Good evening. Yes, I do. I got a comment, and I think Pastor Patricia has talked about this before as well. And it's an important concept to remember in a very simple terms. When you move in fear, you activate Satan's power in your life and you disregard all the power of God. So we need to move in the love of God and the understanding of God through the scriptures and what it stands for, which will totally defeat the enemy. So we cannot afford to begin to harbor thoughts of fear and live in fear because it will activate the enemy's power.
1: Excellent, absolutely right, Pastor Ken. <laughs> <you kidding> <laughs> so yes, uh, I'm learning how to speak into the mic at the right great. moment. You're doing great. But yes, you are so right. And you know, truthfully, the the Word of God has to be understood in power, but love also. Love is essential. There's no doubt about it. And that love is to know how wonderful our Heavenly Father is that he gave us this empowerment through our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So we rejoice in what we have been given and what we have. And that is that love situation between us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How wonderful they are, he is, to give us what we have.
3: Amen. 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 Pastor Cam, thank you for that comment. We'll keep you um, on the line here just in case you want to share any other thoughts or questions. Patricia, you want to continue on?
1: Well, yes, I would because the scripture in Philippians 4.19 is the scripture to use, to pull out your sword. And learning scripture is incredibly dynamic because the scriptures tell us exactly what the promises are for the Lord God Almighty to give to us in our life to be able to conduct ourselves in such a manner and receive the benefits of those promises. And he has provided everything we need so what scripture do we use body of christ what sword do we take out to do warfare against the enemy if we're having financial difficulties and find ourselves in that position all the time would someone like to answer
3: well we do have a comment right now from tammy ivy and tammy says yes indeed the body must be on the same mind of the same mind which is the mind of Christ. We must walk in unity as the body of Christ, Jesus, our Lord. Shalom, blessings to you both. You are such a gift to the body. That came in from Tammy Ivy and also Callie Reynolds. Yes, perfect love casts out all fear. So we have agreement. We want to say good evening to Tammy Ivy. I believe she's calling all the way from Georgia and tuning into the broadcast. So hello, Tammy. Tammy, It's been a long time. God bless you.
1: God bless you. And yes, you are correct. The unity of the body of Christ. We are a powerhouse of love when we come together as one. And that is what the enemy has been using against us for generations upon generations. Now, what scripture did I decide would be the right one of According to the will of God, there are a number of them, but Philippians 419, if you're having trouble with your finances, and my God shall provide all your needs according to his riches, and he has all riches, body of Christ. He has all riches, all riches belong to him according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, the negative thought has been removed if you spoke that word. The angels go to work on our behalf. And with the the knowledge that the word of God is true, things start to turn around immediately. Why? Because the enemy, enemy of our soul has fled. He has taken off. He is not going to bother us and torment us through fear. And so... The scripture, which is truthful and positive, has taken its rightful place. Isn't that wonderful? And isn't it easy enough? The only thing that would cripple us and cause us not to do so is a lack of believing in the word of God and his promises. Can you say amen
3: to that? I say amen. (laughs) (laughs) And if they're saying amen, we wouldn't be able to hear but they could certainly say it. Uh, Let's check in real quick with Pastor Ken, see if he had any further comments before we move on. Pastor Ken, was there anything else you wanted to share? Uh,
4: No, you're covering it beautifully. Uh, Hold on one sec. Okay, we had to turn the other phone off there. It was getting a little (laughs) feedback. We don't allow feedback in this one. uh, Right. No, you're right on the money all the way through, and uh, I just wanted to make that input because it's so important that we realize that fear activates Satan's power. Uh, it's a truth, it's a truism, and he'll pull you once he gets a foothold. He's going to hang on as long as he can, and causes us initial problems, and it goes on and on and on. So we have a very vested interest, in having that love between the Lord and myself and all others that believe in Him, that that has to be our way of living because we're we're in deep kimchi, deep trouble, if we don't.
3: Amen, amen. So, all right, very, very well said, Pastor Ken. We're going to put you on pause for just a little bit. Uh, Patricia, it sounds like, you know, the Word of God, it seems so elementary that we as believers have, Heard, you know, you speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, and you know, sometimes the last thing we do in our conflict and trial is speak the word. Sometimes we just don't do what we know is so easy to do. And I know that there are people out there right now that are listening or watching <laughs> that you have at times in your life actually done what we're saying to do tonight with the what Patricia is sharing out of her book. And the success was so great, and you wondered, gee, why don't I do this all the time? Amen. And so this is something you we want to learn to do. And, you know, this is the, the idea of really getting this downloaded in our spirit. So, uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, you want to call the number, 818-369-0326. That number is on the screen right now, 818-369-0326. We'd love to hear your voice. We want to hear your questions. This is what Patricia does every Thursday evening over at the new wine ministry gathering place. Make sure you press one on your dial pad, or if you have a further comment you want to do in the chat room, um, let's go ahead and get those questions written out there as well. Otherwise, Patricia, let's go back to your heart, your book. Let's move forward.
1: Yes. And I want to comment some more regarding uh, keeping the promises of God within our heart, learning the promises of God. So we are available or the promises are available to us when there is conflict and when the enemy attacks us through his means. And the means is the mind of the individual and the accusations that he brings to that individual and the fear that begins to stir and when that happens when fear begins to stir it, be, it has a, a, a step and a stronghold that is coming into our being and it's we start getting into turmoil and when we get into turmoil we cannot think clearly we get into torment fear brings torment yeah. and so all day long he will accuse he will continue to bring up that one particular subject matter that has been bothering you so much. Or he will continue to hammer with ideas and thoughts that really come into to cause you to have more problems in standing strong against him. And he's got you.
3: Amen. Okay. So, Patricia, we have another call coming in, yes. and you don't want to wear these. I don't want to wear these. They're a little inconvenient, <laughs> but let's take our call. It's coming in from area code 479883. Good morning. God bless you, or good evening. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcaster on the air.
0: Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you well. Okay. Uh, I'm calling on Denny's phone, and uh, <clears> this <throat> is Sally, and I wanted to comment on Kind of what Ken was saying Pastor Ken was saying And if you give If you ask Anything of God It's in James 1 Says um, Let him ask In faith nothing wavering Because Otherwise you're being double minded Which is verse 8 A double minded man is unstable In all his ways I mean if you've had deliverance but then Like we're talking about uh, financial worries, anything like that. Well, worry is the face of fear. So if you have had deliverance and then you're being attacked again and you have these crises in your life, uh, financial, and you worry about it, that's being double-minded. And you're asking God for help, but then you're still worrying about it. You're not going to have an answer. That's positive. So that was my Amen.
1: Thought. So, true. <clears throat> so true. So true. So and not only that, the enemy is a foothold into your thoughts. And he has now stood up within you and he is making his declarations. And as he does that, we become more and more in bondage. And if we have already gone through deliverance, it'll worsen. It won't be better. He'll bring seven more within into the soul realm, and the warfare will be greater. And so what you spoke of is absolutely right. And the promises of God is love. He cares for us ever so much, and he has given us his word, and his word is life and life eternal. Yeah,
0: it actually goes to, I mean, you know, to me, uh, some scripture that is, would really help if you're concerned about finances or you've had deliverance but maybe a, a weakness or a pre-existing before deliverance is maybe some financial trouble using your y'all's example and you're concerned because it's like oh my gosh you know there's I don't have any more money coming in and these are um, outstanding um situations is philippians 4 8 and this is well 7 and 8 actually starting with verse 6 be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving so thanking him for the battle let your requests be being known unto god and then you do that, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, and then Great. think on these things, thinking on these things whatsoever are true, and so on, through verse eight, and doing it faithfully, speaking it out loud. so that's my answer, and sticking to You're it, sticking with. It. <laughs>
1: That was a great answer, and every scripture you used would be absolutely beneficial to the cause. And then wrap it up with Philippians 4.19, And my God shall provide all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Does that mean the enemy will not return and try one more time? He may.
3: Yeah, he certainly will. But what do you do? Amen.
1: You take up your sword again.
3: Amen, Patricia Joy. We have a uh, a dear friend from Sarasota, Florida. Remember Jody Keene from Sarasota that we I do. met. I yeah, So Jody's listening all the way right now Hi, Jody Sarasota, Florida. We want to welcome her to the broadcast and all of our friends out there. So, um, where, where are we at? Kind of So uh, what's being said. What do you what are we hearing right now? This part of your book, as you were writing about staying free. You're emphasizing the necessity of um, speaking the word of God in every situation.
1: Every situation. With confidence. With the knowledge that it is true. You could believe in that promise. You don't have to wonder, would it work? You don't have to guess. In fact, don't even do that. Just say, I know it will work. I know because it's the word of God, and I know because I believe in him and his word, and I will not be moved. And if the enemy comes again, you just slap him with it one more time, take out that sword, and let him have it. Body of Christ, you're going to see a difference. And then you could start thanking the Lord for the blessings that he is ready to pour upon your life with great favor. And Jody, is so good to see you online. God bless you. Amen.
3: Amen. So Patricia, for the individuals, you know, spiritual warfare, word wars, that's what we're really talking about. It, it's not as exciting as, um, you know, 100,000 truckers up at the Canadian border, you know, that are protesting. <laughs> Our protest against the powers of darkness really does have to begin with the word of God against them. And that's pretty much what you're advocating. But this is more individual. This is keeping our house clean, keeping ourselves protected, so we don't go back into bondage. Is that correct?
1: It is correct, but the very thing they're fighting is Satan and his demons out in Canada right now. That is what they are fighting. They are fighting the kingdom of darkness, and they're rising up to come in. My prayer for them is they'll stand strong against all opposition, and they will use and speak the promises of God that they would have that wisdom to do so and not stop. They would take out their sword against everything that is being said on television or whatever the media is or video, and it is negative, take the sword out, use a scripture against it, it'll work. But we have not done it enough. We have to be trained. We are the army of God, and we're being trained by wearing our armor and, in this case, taking out the sword of the Spirit. There are other things on our armor, including the helmet of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, our mind, where we were not given a mind that is not sound. We have been given a sound mind. We must express that with that word. If we are being tormented through fear, also without stopping, understanding the word of God and taking out that sword immediately. And the quicker you do, the faster that demon will run. Now, another example is reflected in the case of an attack upon your flesh. Now, so far we have financial attacks in our minds. But this is a case of an attack upon your flesh. And does Satan attack our flesh? Yes. He attacked the flesh of Paul the Apostle. And we will go into that scripture as we go about uh, reading. And such as pain in your stomach. This is just an example. Perhaps this pain conjures up thoughts in your mind of an attack of an appendicitis because your mother had that affliction. Now, this is the way the enemy works. I'm trying to explain and show in my book that I wrote the way the enemy does warfare against us through darkness and his attacks of words, through words. It's all about words. So even if you did not have an appendicitis, The negative thought has already entered with the onset of pain, bringing with it fear and other related spirits. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And now you have become pretty well convinced. You see how Satan's cohorts work to deceive. Did you understand that paragraph? I do,
3: absolutely.
1: Do you understand the example that has been given? Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. You could use that for heart. You could use that for, you know, just about anything in your body. You get it. You get it. Start feeling a certain way. The devil starts putting a thought. Well, you got cancer. Uh, You're going to have a heart attack. Um, You've got COVID-19. You know, every little symptom comes around Mm -hmm. and provokes fear. And this is the work of the devil. Um so absolutely. We do have another call coming in if you're interested in taking it now. Yes, Okay. I'd be happy to. All right. So let's put this up to your ear again so you can hear it. Go ahead and swift this right out there. <laughs> we'll it's do okay. this go ahead. Yeah, there we go. So let's take the call coming four seven nine eight eight three. This may be Denny and S- Sally again. Good evening. God bless you. Do you have a question or comment?
5: Yes,
4: sir. Yes, ma'am, I do. Uh, wouldn't you say that would perpetuate generational sin, what you just stated?
1: Absolutely right. The, the, the and what you called familiar spirit. It's from generation to generation. Now, we would find, or I have found, that in the process of moving in the direction of feeling something within my body that isn't quite right, Through ministry and delivering people of the same problem, what I have learned is usually their parent had the same thing. In other words, there was a bloodline curse of a certain sickness upon their being. Say, for instance, your father or your mother had heart problems and maybe had died from a heart attack. And then as time goes on, You begin to feel your heart pain a little bit. It may just be an upset through gas. (laughs) You know, that could happen. But what the enemy would like to do to a Christian, especially, he could do it to all mankind because that's his desire to destroy, but to the Christian because he wants a Christian to be totally, totally, taken out of the picture and no longer a Christian in action or mind or thought, but done in by his efforts. And so what he would do watching you closely, because you are a Christian, which is his greatest fear because he fears no other, but Christ that is within us. He would start talking to you regarding your heart. Oh, Oh, Your mother had a weak heart. Your your dad had a weak heart. Whatever the case was. And this is the beginning of your heart. Getting punctured, getting hurt, the muscle cramping. Instead of saying, back off, enemy. I don't believe you because my God gave me every ability to walk in healing. And it isn't going to happen to me, even if it were my mother or my father that was carrying the same symptom. It's a lie, and I won't receive it. Why? Because my God is greater. But the enemy will come back. And if there's some indigestion going on, he will dramatize it to your mind and your thoughts that's something even greater. And the first thing you're going to do is start running to the hospital. And in your fear may begin to may begin to have the various problems that you were really having, but you were spoken to by the enemy to believe you are having. And we speak and then we do receive. So it's so absolutely cunning of Satan the way he uses us and how we go about these kind of situations and warfare.
3: All right. So Pastor Denny, did you get your question answered? We were kind of handing off the microphones and headphones. So did you, uh, is that what you had asked particularly? And was that satisfiable?
4: Yes, it it was more of a statement because the scripture says, as a man thinketh, so he is. So if you believe that you're going to receive something from past relatives and you will it will manifest amen
3: Amen. let it be done according to our faith so what uh, pastor denny was saying is that uh it was a statement if you believe you're going to get something handed down from your prior generations it's going to happen it's going to happen that's right so very very good all right great statement anything else before we move on all right, let's go forward, Patricia Joy, and we have another call coming in. Let's take this call real quick. Say good morning and good evening, Pastor Ken Peggy. You have some reverb going on there, but how are you? What's the question?
2: Okay, n- not so much a question, it's Pastor Peggy. It, it's just putting everything that we've talked about in the last half hour together. I experienced uh, a situation where I, I just, I had a terrible pain in my head. I mean, it was just, and I didn't, my first thing was to not take up the sword because the pain had that, you were talking about the turmoil, the confusion. I ended up going to the hospital. Uh, Sure enough, I had a brain tumor. Cancer was in my family's DNA. So I went to surgery. But in that surgery, that time, both you and my husband started praying as they had, just started the surgery, and the doctor saw there that that tumor just imploded. It just disappeared. It shriveled up. All he did was take this shell out, and it was the prayer, the sword, that came against it. I mean, had I taken that quickly, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm convinced I didn't even need to go to have that surgery. Had I taken the sword to start with, it would have dissolved without me going in there, and having the doctor expose it. And so, yes, we need to take the sword quickly, learn to do it quickly, speak the beautiful promises that we have, and then, um, like Pastor Denny was saying, you know, come against any generational curse uh, and just stand in in, in the glory that God's given us, the wonderful promises.
1: So true, Peggy. And you have used God's promises. And because you have, you have fought the war and you are succeeding. There is no doubt about it. And we are blessed just watching it happen.
3: Amen. I have a quick comment to something Peggy just said, Pastor Peggy just said. Uh, We do have a lot of pastors and uh, elders and people that are being raised up, not only at New Wine Ministry, but across the country, people that are listening, tuning in, who have been in ministry to some degree. And the major reason why you wrote this book, Patricia Joy, was for pastors, to train them because your experience, again, the very first time you visited into a church after getting born again, coming out of New Age, coming out of metaphysics, coming out of the occult and all the things that you were involved in, You went to a church, you saw something on the people, you talked to the pastor and said, I'm seeing demonic presence in your people. And he said to you, that's impossible. Christians cannot have demons. And so you began the the hunger and the quest uh, to discover this and then to inform pastors who were caught in a paradigm of biblical theology that, you know, well, if you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit, you cannot have demonic issues. And that has been absolutely... Um, you know revamped in the hearts and minds of many realizing how many christians have been actually demon possessed and what the word means so uh to the pastors that are listening i just this is intended to get them to understand so when they go into their ministry they are going to be able to utilize this revelation and information
1: so the devil is very clever he's the great deceiver And he'll use any means to destroy you. And especially in the times we're in, it is his desire to capture every Christian and bring them to destruction, not only physically, mentally, but spiritually also, that that individual, that Christian will never again exist in a place of Christ-like manner. And you know why? He hates the Christ within us. That's the reason for the battle against us. Or he would care less. He knows how to destroy mankind. He's got multitudes upon multitudes already in his hands, ready to destroy by the warfare of darkness that is going on against the warfare of light and truth. So you see, body of Christ, Christ in you is what he so hates. But the greatest power is the Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, greater than any wicked work of the enemy, could not even begin to compare. And I want you to know how true that is and how great the love of God is in your life that he lives within you and he empowered you to cast out devils and heal the sick, even raise the dead, because you have been given much. And so please understand your position. We are coming into greater darkness, and you need to stand strong, stronger than you ever have in all of your life, and especially since you've been a Christian. Know who you are and begin to rise up mightily and do warfare against the evil one. I know that most of the churches don't teach on spiritual warfare. They believe it's not a necessity. And yet you see so many Christians in torment. And I have brought so many to deliverance that it breaks my heart that they don't know the work of the evil one in their life. And they are being crushed spiritually, mentally, and physically. Those who come into our church, if they read the book, they immediately want deliverance. And they receive it. Because this is what Jesus said he came to do. He came to set the captives free. Not to keep us captive in any way whatsoever. He came to set us free. Totally and completely free to do his bidding. And don't we love that he has done that? What a time to understand the workings of God within power and might and goodness and his care, and his love.
3: Amen. Amen. So I wanted to just give opportunity to either uh, Pastor Sally or Pastor Peggy if they have anything else they'd like to share before we move on.
2: I, I just wanted to say, and I think it's in this chapter too, but we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors. He's done it all for us. He's made the atonement for everything. He's conquered the devil, and we just have to receive it. <laughs> Believe it, speak it forth, and it's ours. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love
1: it. Pastor Peggy, thank you for that word.
4: Can I get one other point in there, Pastor?
1: I don't know. I just got so high (laughs) on that one. But, yes, of course you could.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. uh, The night that we found out I took her, she was in so much pain, I took her down to the emergency room that night. And the doctor, this has been going on for quite a while, and he came back into the room, the emergency room doctor, and said, "Well, I think we found the problem." And we looked at him with all attentive, and he says, "It's not good news, though." And I just looked at him, and he said, "It's it's a brain tumor," and the words out of my mouth was, "Oh, thank God!" No. <laughs> I think that doctor did a double take when he looked at me. But we were fighting this thing for so long, we didn't know what it was, and now we knew. And I said, oh, praise God, don't we, we don't worry about that kind of stuff now that we know how to pray. So, but the beauty of it was is that when she went on down for the surgery, uh, I was outside waiting, uh, you know, praying. And just at the time when the surgeon was going to go ahead and cut that tumor out, I heard, don't touch me. Get away from me. Just, and I looked, I, my head popped up. I looked at, who said that? I looked all around, all the people, nobody was saying anything, but I heard that, and that's when it imploded, and uh, what Peggy had said. And, and just to follow up on it, the doctor, uh, the in-house doctor in the hospital, not the surgeon, the surgeon told this doctor in the hospital, he said, she's going to be your worst patient. You're going to need all kinds of time with her. She's going to have all kinds of issues going on. And so we just rebuked all that, and we said, no way. Peggy was fine the whole time. The only time that the in-house doctor that was supposed to be watching over her saw her was the day she was leaving because she didn't need anything. She was doing great, and she came home (laughs) a lot earlier than she was supposed to. But that's the power of our God when we find out and we stand on him because she could have been in a lot of trouble even after the surgery. But God was stepped into the picture, and that's what we do. When we call upon him and believe on him, he does all the work, and we sit back and we watch and praise him for it.
1: Very well Amen. said, Pastor. Amen. Very well said.
3: All right, so we have another call coming in. We're wrapping up our time here, so let me just get to this call real quick. Coming in from area code 916 203. Good evening. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcaster on the air. You have a question or a comment for Patricia?
6: Yes. Good evening, you too. This is Mark across the street from you. Nice, <laughs> nice <to meet laughs> You've you come a long evening, way, Mark. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that. So I do have a question. Well, I have a comment first. Uh, it's really nice to see you on the air in the evening it's really cool we've got the fireplace going behind us we're hunkered down kind of snowbound and it's it almost kind of reminds me of an old-time radio station where the family would gather around the radio with the fireplace going and the snowing outside it's just really it feels like home so kind of my comfy. question is: yes nice and comfy that is correct my question is um, from time to time In the spiritual realm, emotional realm, I notice in myself sometimes a real uh, low-grade feeling of unease or unrest spiritually, emotionally, and I'd like to ask you, I mean, I do realize that when we are practicing deliverance ministry upon other people, it's important to identify the unclean spirit that we're attempting to um, cast away, cast out. But insofar as my own personal self, if, not, if I'm not able to identify what it is that's spiritually or emotionally afflict, afflicting me at the moment, is there a particular type of wording, a particular type of prayer wording that I can use to fight my fight, even though I can't identify what it is That's bothering me?
1: Yes, there is. When you're in that kind of mode, you're in fear. You may not realize you are, but you are. Things become very difficult in thought and in mind. And what happens is you end up being anxious, being worried, and also deeply concerned. Bind those spirits start with fear because that's the main ruling spirit over this situation bind that spirit of fear and then after you've done that and rebuked it and commanded it to leave and go into the dry place start moving into the lesser demonic presence and spirits which would be anxiety you bind that one is causing Anxiety, worry, you bind that one. It's causing you worry of thought. And the fear of that situation will loose you, whatever that situation is. It's always going to be based on a solid foundation of fear, anxiety, worry, and concern. That's how most people live, believe it or not. Isn't that sad? We live our life daily without even realizing it, as though we're in a stupor and not knowing that deep within us, these spirits are having their affliction Mm. upon us. Mm. And isn't that sad? But when you're uncomfortable to that degree, listen to what I just said and bind the spirits I presented to you, rebuke them, cast them out, and thank the Holy Spirit to now begin to do a work within you to bring the peace of God that passes all understanding in the midst of the turmoil. And do do that. Don't forget to do that. It's very important that the spirit of peace then come in and ask the spirit of peace, which is part of the Holy work of the Holy Spirit, to take residence, within you and fill that empty part of your soul and you will be surprised how it'll lessen in your life
3: amen amen all right was that good mark The so, good answer for you yes. sir
6: yes absolutely i i was taking notes here as you were speaking pastor patricia thank you for that uh, I really appreciate you identifying that spirit on my behalf, and I will do what you said. Amen.
3: Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. That's his story. He's sticking with it. I'm convinced of that. All right. (laughs) Let's move on, Patricia Joy. We're down to about five minutes left in the broadcast. Uh, The number is out there for anybody that would like to call in, 818-369-0326. Probably time for a call or two. Um, Patricia, where do you want to go
1: now? Well, I would like to just finish in the next paragraph because I think it will round up our thoughts and ideas that we have just taken in, if we have, and give it some more substantiability. So let's look at it. Do you see how it works, number one? Do you understand? Have you begun to understand the wiles of the enemy? The Bible tells us we should know the wiles of the enemy. And this is the time, if you haven't really looked into it, to begin to. What are you to do now that you have been alerted? You must again draw out your sword and do combat. Keep that sword, because we're going to talk about other parts of the armor one wears in warfare, but this is the sword that you are carrying And you are drawing it out to do combat. This time, the scripture will be different. Fitting that particular condition. Remember, we started out in that way. The scripture should fit the condition. You're beginning to be trained as a soldier. And I would love for you to see yourself that way. Because we are soldiers of God. We have been called that in scripture. If you want to receive that beautiful, beautiful anointing, and that's up to you. So you're beginning to be trained as a soldier, which is so important and necessary in the times we're in. Because there is extreme warfare. And that warfare is evil against good. And it is growing in momentum. And it's real. It is a reality. So this time the scripture will be fitting with the particular condition, you're beginning to be trained as a soldier, and the scripture you choose might be 1 Peter 2.24. In the situation in which you have received the lie of that heart being attacked as something you now are involved with. And what you would do immediately is rise up and by the Spirit of God, through his words, speak, because it will come out from your mouth as fire. And speak these words. His stripes, you were healed. By his stripes, you were healed. Not that you are healed or going to be healed, but already were 2,000 years ago. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Patricia, we have a call coming in from area code 912. Let's take this call real quick and say good evening. Uh, We have just a minute left on the broadcast. Welcome to the program. Who's
5: calling? Uh, This is Paul. Oh, hey, Paul. How are you, sir? Wonderful. How about y'all?
3: We're doing great. Do you have a question or comment for Patricia?
1: Uh, Before he he does, Paul, I want to thank you for presenting this idea to us. And God used you mightily in this for us to be able to move in this particular study. And I love this study. You know that. It's part of my heart for sure. And because of you, here we are.
5: Well, thank you for doing it. The uh, comment that I have is uh, when I was in the hospital three months ago, I was in a coma for the first four days, and I couldn't pray for myself, and I couldn't go to warfare for myself. But my church in Arkansas was fighting for me. My sister, Laquita, came in, and she was fighting for me and and speaking into my ear, which I was deaf at the time. You know, I should live and not die, but declare the works of the Lord. I was being prayed for all over some people I didn't even know, So while I couldn't do warfare, the Holy Spirit raised up an army to do warfare for me until I woke up and then I could join the fight.
1: <laughs> well said Well said Paul, that's exactly what happened, and the angels were backing us up, and we're going forth to do warfare on your behalf, and it worked, didn't it, Paul? Yes, it did,
5: because
3: I am here you, Amen, amen. All right, Paul, uh, forgive us. Our time is late. We're actually probably off here on Blog Talk Radio right now, and it's time to wrap it up, Patricia Joy. We are no longer broadcasting on Blog Talk. As I understand it, you could say goodbye to those that are on the air. I had asked a question while you were ministering. Uh, I thanked everybody for tuning in and asked them if they would like to see more of you on the air. And Tammy Ivey said, yes, more Patricia on air, please. So Tammy, have I met you? Yes, she was here. That's Tim and Tammy Ivey that came. Remember we went and looked at places with them.
1: Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh my goodness. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And we will lift you in prayer. Amen. Thank you, Tammy.
3: You want to say goodbye to everybody. Yes, I would.
1: For all who took the time to listen, thank you for doing so. May God bless you. And may you continue to walk in his divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as we rise up as one voice on the earth. We must do this, body of Christ. We must become the soldiers of the living God. And I salute you for tuning in.
3: Amen and amen. Okay, that's it for us. Have a super blessed evening. Remember, deliverance, the Christian, Christian Bill, Bill of, of rights. rights. Patricia Joy Xavier, the author of the book. If you want to contact her, we put the information out there. Patricia Joy Xavier at gmail.com. If you want a copy of the book, we just heard an incredible. part testimony today of a gentleman that just had been reading the book, had it for a long time, and called up today and said, you know what, I've been reading this book. I think I need help. And we'll tell you more of the details later on. But for now, Patricia, thanks for writing the book. Thanks for being with us. You've been listening to Patricia Joy Xavier on Omega Radio. God bless everybody.
1: And one more time, if you desire to have this book sent to you, just gmail uh, not you email me at patricia joy xavier xavier at gmail.com amen god bless
3: you amen praise the lord and pass the ammunition so that's it have a super blessed evening see you soon god bless